Hey guys, welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and today's episode, I want to talk about the overwhelm that we can feel when we are in this healing journey, whether it is healing from, you know, autoimmune issues or mental health issues, digestion issues. We can be in this space on YouTube, on podcasts, on, you know, all the social media platforms and the amount of information that is being fed into our minds about food, about diets, about, you know, metabolism, about supplements, um, the way to eat, the, you know, the best way to eat. This can be very, very overwhelming for many of us who, especially for those of us who come from an eating disorder background, um, And that's where I come from. So as I'm navigating through my healing journey through um, heavy metals, which I'm going to get into a little bit later in my health update, but there's a lot of things that I've been healing like that. Um, Thyroid issues, digestion issues, parasites, thyroid, I mean hormonal stuff, the, the list goes on and on. And all of these things can become so overwhelming. So if you're trying to heal a few different things in your body, it can get so confusing because different different health issues come with different perspectives and different recommendations of what to eat and what supplements to use and what herbs to supplement into your protocol. And it is just insane sometimes to really take a step back and and ponder what am I supposed to do because all of these people are telling me conflicting information and then when you go to your doctor they don't really know what the fuck is going on either because they are running under the whole umbrella of prescription medications and half the time they don't even know what to test and they don't take you seriously or they'll medically gaslight you. So again, these are all things I've talked about on the podcast in depth, especially the medically medical gaslighting. Um, I've gone through so many doctors and I want to say that it was necessary to go through all of those doctors because if I didn't, then I wouldn't be at the healing level that I am now. Um, When I think back to how I felt this time last year, I was in the worst health, health state of my life. I think, like, when I think back to last October, November, December, and January, it was really, really rough for me, and, um, since that time, I have gone through several doctors, a couple endocrinologists, Um, and when I didn't get the proper care that I needed from these doctors, I said, I'm going to find somebody else and I moved on or I took it under my own hands and I would research and try different supplements and experiment because I do think experimentation is really important because if we don't experiment with our bodies, then we won't know what is working and what is not working. So something that is important is to not do everything all at once. So don't try 10 different supplements all at once. Try one or two. So that way you know if it's working or if it's not working, how you feel gauging on your symptoms. Then you can say, okay, well my symptoms decreased when I tried these supplements or my symptoms increased when I tried these supplements and a host of other symptoms came in when I tried these supplements. So really taking note and maybe even like getting one of those big like calendars that you can write on and physically writing what days you try different supplements and stay consistent with it as well. Like don't just try it for five days and then say fuck it. Um, Really stay consistent with taking a supplement for at least a month unless it gives you a crazy, crazy reaction, then obviously you don't do that. But you never know what a supplement is going to help you with if you only give it five days or a week. I there's a there's a lot of supplements that I'm taking right now that are helping me. And it took me to get consistent with it and figure out the proper dosaging and 
you know, especially with like magnesium and electrolytes, um, that is really, you know, it takes trial and error to figure out what dose is going to make you feel good or what dose is going to make you feel shitty. And I actually did an experiment recently where I stopped drinking the electrolytes for a couple days and immediately I got a migraine. So I already know that my body needs the electrolytes and I just do one packet of the element um, electrolytes in my water, one a day. And I also have tried the keto chow electrolytes, which have been pretty good. Um, and I just noticed that when I don't drink them, I don't feel good and I get swollen and I get inflamed and I get those migraines. So it's like clockwork for me. Like I wake up in the morning or whenever I wake up because lately I've been waking up pretty late. Um, and that's another thing, you know, like I've been sleeping a lot and I think it's because my body's healing, but it's also, I think, related to mental health and depression. But I'll get into that because I'm going to get into that a little bit in this episode too with depression and pills and but yeah, I wake up in the morning or whenever I wake up and I make my large water canister and I put that the electrolytes in there. Sometimes I'll put some lemon uh, juice in there and that helps with the oxalate detox because I've been detoxing oxalates like crazy. Um, and that's another thing that I kind of wanted to, to touch on in this episode is when you go keto, when you go low carb, you can, you know once you're taking things out of your diet and then you go and you do keto, it's like you're swapping things for lower carb options, right? So a lot of keto people will go and use all the almond flours, you know, to eat lots of spinach and, you know, greens and vegetables and these high oxalate foods and especially almonds and almond milk and almond flour. Those are really, really high in oxalates and guess what? Almost every keto or healthy product has a lot of those things in it. And I was consuming almond milk every day. I was consuming almond cream cheeses. I was consuming almond yogurts. I was consuming so many products that were almond-based that I thought were helping me, right? Because they're low-carb. They're low carb and they're vegan and they're, they're sugar free. But what I didn't realize was this overconsumption of the oxalates was actually contributing to my autoimmune flare ups and my body was basically under attack with the oxalate poisoning. And oxalate poisoning can feel like you're just dying, you know, your joints are inflamed and swollen, your your legs are swelling, your, you can feel edema and water retention, you can have skin issues, rashes, insomnia, you can have heart palpitations, you can have digestive issues, obviously, um, diarrhea, constipation, you can have extreme bloating and gas. I had all of these things. And when... Um, when Mindy told me about oxalates, Mindy, she was on my podcast about a year and a half ago, maybe, maybe a year ago. Um, we talked about eating disorder recovery, and she's all about holistic healing, and I was messaging her, I think I was emailing her, and I was telling her all of my symptoms, and I was like freaking out, you know, I'm like, I'm eating so healthy, I don't know what could possibly be doing this, and her response was, are you consuming a lot of oxalates? Because what you're explaining, it sounds like oxalates might be your issue. And this was the first time I ever heard about oxalates. And I, I did a little Google search and I was like, okay, great. So now I have to not eat oxalates. So let's see, what, what foods have oxalates? And the list of foods that have oxalates, I was just, I was literally shocked. My, my mouth was just to the floor and I was like wow so everything I'm eating right now is high oxalate and that's why I feel like shit that is that's lovely that's that's great so now I have to take out even more foods and this was like a really pivotal time of my not only my eating disorder recovery but just like my healing journey in general because I finally started to realize that 
the health foods that we are told to eat um, are not always healthy for us, especially those of us who are consuming high amounts of these foods um, with not a lot of variety in our diet. And at the time, I was so afraid of eating all sorts of foods that I truly thought what I was doing was good for my body, but my symptoms told me otherwise. So every day I was waking up with severe swelling, pain, joint, you know, inflammation, and weight gain, and bloating, and I was just, it got to the point where I was like, I'll try anything. I will take out anything from my diet if that's going to bring me just a sense of peace and a better quality of life. You know, I was losing my mind this time last year. I was really, really, um, depressed. I was feeling like I was going to feel like shit forever. Um, and this is before I started taking a lot of the supplements that I was taking and it's before I was able to get my thyroid under control and under the correct medications and doses. And, um, so it just goes to show you that, like, and especially in the thyroid healing space, there's this dogma around um, taking medications and there's like a huge stigma around, well, no, you don't want to be on thyroid medication forever. Well, guess what? My thyroid wasn't functioning properly for over 15 years of my life. So guess what? I'm going to take the thyroid medicine, and it's not medication, it's thyroid replacement therapy. It's hormone replacement therapy. It's replacing the thyroid hormones that you have not had in however many years so that you can function. And I'm at the time of my life right now where I'm tired of, of having people tell me that I'm doing things wrong or I can't take medications because my body's going to get used to it. Well, if that's the case, then so be it because I want my thyroid to function properly because the thyroid is the master gland of everything. Metabolism, the sex hormones, digestion, you know, the lymphatic system, adrenals, cortisol, everything is pretty much, you know focused from the thyroid. So I've learned so much from people like Karen Martell and Dr. Amy Horneman, who's been on my podcast. They've both been on my podcast. Um, I've had a lot of people on the podcast who I've, who I've interviewed about thyroid healing, and it's all been very helpful for me because each of them have a different angle or a different approach or some of them have a lot of the same approaches but it's all about finding what works for you and experimenting and understanding that it's not going to be a one thing fix it's not going to be one medication one dosage one supplement that's going to fix everything it's going to be a lot of trial and error and believe me i've been through months and months and months of trial and error at this point and that is why i've shifted a lot of my focus, especially on Instagram, to biohacking and healing and supplements and healing protocols because that's my life right now and that's what I'm focusing on. So, you know, my podcast ebbs and flows with what I'm going through in my life and that's why I'm sharing a lot about, you know, just in real time what I'm going through with my healing journey because that is what I'm passionate about and I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate because we all have a lot of the same issues, you know, that we're trying to heal. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online counseling that you can do from the comfort of your own home. You can do it from your phone, you can do video chat, or you can do audio phone calls, or if you don't want to do either of those things, you can actually just do messaging. BetterHelp is awesome. I've been using BetterHelp since the beginning of the pandemic, so it's been a couple years, and I've been really enjoying it because I don't have to stress out about how I'm going to get to therapy, um, rushing around, traffic, and to be honest, I like doing therapy in my room around my things with my cat on my lap with my journal 
and I love my therapist. She is awesome, and she does EMDR with me, so you can actually find um, EMDR certified therapists on BetterHelp, and depending on what you're needing therapy for, you can find a therapist who is certified and has experience in that category. So if you need drug and alcohol counseling, addiction counseling, if you are needing support around your eating disorder, or if you are trying to get more help around trauma or PTSD or family issues, you can answer questions and it will match you with the best therapist and then you choose which therapist you want. You can also change therapists as many times as you need. There's no cost to that. And it's a really awesome service. And I think that you will enjoy it a lot because it's easy and it works. So you can go to betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash vibe and get 10% off your first month of online counseling with BetterHelp. Um, let me know how it goes. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. I love hearing that you guys are trying therapy and that it's helping you. So go ahead to betterhelp.com slash vibe, betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe. And, you know, that is something that I was thinking about the other day is how the collective, like just, you know, everyone in this space, in, in the healing space on social media, our level of health ebbs and flows with what's being preached and shared about online. And it's kind of trippy if you think about it. Like, there's things that become trendy. There's things that become super popular and hot and trendy in the health space, right? Certain supplements, certain studies, certain ways of being like fasting or different herbs and supplements that everybody's ranting and raving about. Like there's these phases and these craze crazes, you know, that 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 hit the health and wellness space like carnivore or healing SIBO or healing candida, parasites, you know, all these all these things will start to gain traction and then a lot of people will start to talk about them all at once. And then that's when kind of like this interest in this certain like topic will rise because everyone's talking about it, right? And that's what's being fed into the social media ethers, you know? So it's really crazy because so... Our health is literally in the hands of people on the internet because we aren't getting the medical help we need from our doctors, right? Because it's misinformation or a lack of education. So our health journey and quality of life is literally based on social media and what's being shared on YouTube and podcasts and Instagram and these these things that are being shared about, especially in the wellness space will become very popular and then, you know, it'll boom, it'll boom off, you know, like there are supplements that everyone's talking about right now in my, in my realm at least, which is like amino acids, magnesium, electrolytes, and iodine. And it's crazy because everywhere I go, everyone's talking about iodine right now. And I don't know if anybody can relate, but it just seems like every YouTube channel that I am watching about healing, autoimmune issues, thyroid, um, the whole gamut, is really focusing a lot on iodine. And I've been learning a lot about iodine from Amy Carnivore's Angels um, YouTube channel. And she's actually going to be on my podcast soon. I'm going to be interviewing her. And she's just a wealth of knowledge. I mean, holy shit. She can talk for an hour and hit like 50 different topics. And she is just really, really well-spoken, really an amazing teacher. And I've been learning so much from her about oxalates, about iodine, about carnivore, about healing, about symptoms, about um, metabolism and ketones and glucose and, you know, it's, you got to find your people and you have to find 
the teachers who you resonate with the most because sometimes I listen to podcasts and I'm like, this person's annoying me. Like I, I can't, I can't listen to this person anymore because it just feels like ingenuine or I just, there's just, you know, you have to find those people who you really fuck with their energy and Amy's one of those people. So I've been on an Amy binge recently watching all of her YouTube videos and she's got a lot of like YouTube lives where she answers questions and people, you know, she just, she'll just answer all these questions and it's like, wow, like these are things that I'm digging for answers for and a lot of it is... And it's, it's nice to hear anecdotal experiences too, like this worked for some people and this didn't. And she's really um, talking a lot about insulin and, and healing and protein to fat ratios and, you know, obviously as little carbs as possible because carbs can cause a lot of inflammation for folks with autoimmune issues. And it's just really comforting to find the, the people who... I resonate with and leave everything else behind because for me I think that's the most important thing right now is finding those people who I feel safe with who I feel comfortable learning from who have been through the same things as me you know Amy also has a lot of health issues a lot of health issues even more than me I think and she talks about how she has all these crazy reactions to foods and how she can't eat out anymore at restaurants. And it's like, wow, like, I'm in that boat. I'm in that situation. And guess what? I've been isolating myself because I feel like that is, you know, not normal and unacceptable. And how am I ever going to, you know, date and have friends and socialize when I have all these reactions to foods? And it's like, well, that's just part of my healing journey. And you know, if I, I can let it, I can let it affect me and, and isolate or I can embrace it and say, look, this is just, this is just the way it is. And there's ways around it. You know, you can find places that you feel comfortable eating. You don't have to eat out. You can eat before you go. Like Amy, um, she has a life, you know, and she travels and she eats in a certain way in, in a carnivore, ketovore kind of way. She's all about high fat. And, um, I have noticed that since increasing my fat, like, I feel a lot better and it's helping with inflammation and it's helping with digestion and it's helping with my sleep and it's helping with, I think, my hormones. Um, so I've noticed that when I eat moderate protein, high fat, and as little carbs as possible, it's helping me so far. And guess what? It might not, it might not help long term. It might you know, there might come a day where I start needing more protein or whatever. I don't think I'm ever going to really need carbs because they're, like carbs are really not an essential macronutrient. Um, and a lot of people will disagree with that. But again, the things we've been told and the, the information that we've been fed thus far, a lot of it is skewed. A lot of it is like, do the opposite this point because when I was over consuming vegetables and fruits and lectins and oxalates and grains and almonds and like vegan products um I was the sickest I've ever been and that's what I kind of want to talk to what I, what I want to talk about now is how mentally ill I was when I was vegan and how I just did not realize how how miserable and how 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 like physically unwell I was because I thought that I was doing everything like for my body and for my health and I just thought wow I'm really sick because of my autoimmune issues but what I didn't realize was that the way I was eating the veganism that I was that I was doing was actually making me a lot worse and it was actually making my depression my anxiety my my panic attacks my just my mood it was making everything worse and I contribute that to eating a diet high in sugars, high in oxalates, and all of these carbs because that causes inflammation not only in the body but in the brain. And Dr. Rimka talks a lot about this. If you have not heard of her, she's got a YouTube channel as well. And she just had an interview with Sally K. Norton, who is the spokeswoman of oxalates and healing from oxalate poisoning. Um, so that's a really good video to go watch, but 
Dr. Rimka, her background is helping children with ADHD and um, mental illness and autism and all of that. So her, that's her area of expertise and what she's realized in that is that um, taking carbs and sugars out of the kids' diets or the adolescents' diets, it helps immediately with with um, the ADHD and the depression and the anxiety and epilepsy and seizures. I mean, I, I can think back to when I was binging on fruit, right? I was eating, I was eating bag, a bag of those cotton candy grapes. That is not healthy. I want to, I mean, I, I am so, so, I can't believe that I didn't put myself in like some kind of like sugar shock at that point. And I remember when I was doing this, I would have these crazy reactions and it would instantly, I would get swelling in my lower body. I would get instant pain and like joint pain and it was it was so physically uncomfortable that it felt like I was walking with cement in my body. And I know I've talked about this in a couple of my episodes in over the last few months, but that is how I felt and I cannot believe that I can wake up now and have days and weeks where I don't feel like that. I I don't remember the last time I've had that sensation of walking down the street feeling like there's cement in my thighs. Um, so I really do think that the high sugar, the oxalates, the lectins, lectins are found in a lot of vegetables. And guess what? I was over consuming vegetables and fruits. And when you do that, you can also develop, you know, digestive issues and food intolerances and it got to the point where I was eating anything it didn't matter what it was it could be a small bowl of soup and I would react so I started to realize that I needed to make changes and when I took that food sensitivities test last year that's when everything started to make sense to me because a lot of the foods that came up as reactive on that were the foods I was consuming every day and a lot of the oxalates and, and lectins. And lectins and oxalates can also really wreak havoc in your body just in general, and it can cause autoimmune flare-ups. So for someone who is healthy and who doesn't have autoimmune issues or thyroid conditions or hormonal imbalances or digestive issues, sure, they can eat tons of, you know, crap. I mean, let's be real. I'm living in this house with my mom and her husband, right? My mom, she eats healthy for the most part, but her husband, he eats bags and bags of candy. This man goes through bags of, of Snickers, of Twix, of Tasty Cake boxes. I mean, the amount of sugar this, that this fucking guy eats is absolutely insane. And somehow he's functioning. Somehow he is living, right? If anyone were to do that who has these autoimmune conditions, and it does blow my mind because he has health issues, but I guess he just is not aware of how crappy he feels maybe. Because that's another thing is we can eat these crappy sugar-filled foods and, and that could be our diet for decades and we won't realize how shitty we feel until we start taking those things out. So whatever, I mean, I am not here to judge how other people eat, but um, it really does blow my mind how unhealthy people can eat and how they are just like functioning, you know, and they are they're totally fine. It just really is crazy to me. Um, but once I started lessening the oxalates, I started eating less vegetables, took out all the fruit, and I still do not eat fruit. And I'm, I'm fine with that because fruit does not give me really any benefit. And I overdid it with the fruit. And I think I, I literally developed candida in my gut because of all the fruit. As many of you guys know, I've been openly sharing my healing journey with PCOS and hypothalamic amenorrhea and hormonal imbalance. That's why I'm super excited to be partnering up with Ovacetol. 
Thousands of women swear by Ovacetol, and it's for a good reason. Ovacetol is a highly researched blend of inositols, and it's by Therologics. It's designed to promote healthy hormonal health and support regular menstrual cycles, ovarian health, and fertility. I have been using Ovacetol. It's a powder that you put in juice or water. It doesn't taste like anything, and you take it twice a day, and it is supposed to help regulate my cycles, hopefully bring back my menstrual cycle, and just help with hormonal imbalance in general, especially with folks who are struggling with PCOS. Your estrogen could be tanked, your testosterone could be skyrocketed, and it's really hard to get through day-to-day chores and just function with those hormonal levels being so crazy and out of whack. Ovacetol is gluten-free, vegan, and it's the only independently tested and certified inositol supplement available. Did you know that Therologics offers several other evidence-based, independently certified nutritional supplements for women's health? They have so many supplements on their website. It's really awesome. And this company is high-grade supplements. I made a choice last year that I'm only going to start taking really high-grade, potent, tested supplements instead of all the junk that I was buying from like Amazon and Walmart. So that is one of my goals this year is to really stay taking high quality vitamins and supplements. I am trying a few supplements from the Therologic site. I'm doing an Omega. I have a CBD supplement. I'm doing a women's multivitamin that helps with menstrual cramps and PMS and it has iron in it. So there's supplements for literally everyone on this website. It's amazing. Um, So whether you are aiming for a healthier lifestyle or you're ready to start a family, Theralogics has a wide range of products for you. So go to Theralogics.com, that's T-H-E-R-A-L-O-G-I-X.com, and you can use the provider referral code 233136 at checkout, and that will save you up to 20% off of your purchase on Ovacetol or any other supplements on the website that support your overall health. So go ahead to Theralogics.com, and you, you can use the provider code 233136 at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. And because of all the sugar, so no thank you. I'm good. I don't need fruit. I don't crave fruit. Um, If I were to eat fruit, it would probably be like so sweet to me right now that I just, I'm good. Um, I've been doing more of a simple diet now that I'm not vegan anymore and I did share a lot about this in the episode where I talked all about leaving veganism. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go ahead and listen to that. It was a couple episodes back, I believe. Um, So I'm not going to go deep into, you know, why I'm not vegan anymore. It's pretty clear um, why I'm not vegan is because my overall quality of life and my health has improved dramatically and I haven't felt this good in, I want to say, like... 20 years, um, and I'm in my early 30s, and I, I, I felt like crap when I was a young girl, you know, because of, I think, all of the crap I was eating. I was definitely addicted to sugar growing up. I was addicted to all the crap, all the cereals, the candies, the ice cream. Um, it wasn't until, you know, high school until I stopped eating that stuff because I developed an eating disorder and I I became severely anorexic when I was in high school, so obviously I wasn't eating crap. And then um, that kind of just catapulted me into this world of, like, health and wellness and healing. And I was always, you know, even when I was a teenager, I was always into getting those, like, magazines, like, about health and weight loss and and healthy foods and working out and I had a gym membership when I was 16 years old like I have been really into health and wellness for as long as I can remember um so when I you know was in my early 30s and this was last year 
And I was like, wow, well, I guess everything I've been doing for the last, like, 15 years is just wrong, right? Like, <laughs> veganism, plant, plant foods. I guess I need to revamp everything I'm doing because all these foods are making me react. So it was a lot of experimentation and it was a lot of unbrainwashing myself from all the diet dogma and all of the food, you know, stigma that I had been so brainwashed from. You know, like, veganism is, is, it's promoted as the health diet. And there's so many people in the carnivore space now who are coming out and saying how sick and mentally ill they were when they were vegan. And it's just, it's interesting because there's so many of the carnivore community who used to be vegan for, like, several years, you know? So it's not a coincidence it's not a coincidence that a lot of these people left veganism and now they're eating a meat-based or meat-focused, meat-heavy diet and they're feeling a lot better. I am ketovore, so I guess that's the label that I would give myself even though I don't want to label how I'm eating. That's how I'm eating. No fruits, minimal vegetables, and fish and meat and lots of eggs and I don't do dairy. But I, I do ghee and butter, which is easier to digest, and coconut milk products like yogurt and coconut um, milk. And guess what? I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling better right now. So if that means that I am on this simple ketovore diet, so be it. I want to feel good. I want to be able to wake up and just like go for a walk and not be in pain and I want to be able to socialize, and I want to be able to date eventually without feeling like I have all these health crisis burdens because I feel like it would just be too much of a burden for someone to want to date me, you know? Like, I don't want to be that person that is always complaining about my health, about how shitty I feel. I don't want to be that person anymore, so I really have been just so, so down the rabbit hole of experimentation with diet, exercise, lifestyle, and you know, like it's it's an up and down journey. It's a roller coaster because one week I'll be feeling amazing and the next week I'll be having what feels and looks like oxalate dumping, you know, and I've learned a lot about oxalate dumping from again Sally Norton and Amy Carnivore's Angel. She talks about it a lot, um, how, you know, it's an ebb and flow type thing. It's you're not going to detox all the oxalates all at once and then it's it's out of your system. It takes years to get all these oxalates out of my system. And um I was vegan for a long time and I was over consuming all those almond products and spinach and vegetables for a very very long time. So I don't think this is going to be a quick experience of the oxalate detox. I think it's going to take me a while. Um, and my mental health is a lot better now that I'm not vegan because I think my body was lacking a lot of the nutrients that you get from meat, um, and fish like omegas and fatty acids and amino acids and just fat in general and protein. I mean, I definitely don't think I was eating enough fat and protein while I was vegan. Veganism is very, very carb heavy, even though I didn't realize that. I was like, wow, I guess I was eating a very carb-heavy diet full of fucking greens powders or pea protein powders that were causing me so much bloating and distress and acne and, I mean, the list goes on, right? And um, so my mental health is better because a lot of these essential nutrients and, and amino acids feed the brain, you know? These, these amino acids are essential nutrients for brain function. And I've been supplementing with L-carnitine as well, which is found in mostly red meat. Um, and it's, I, I am eating red meat, just I've been eating ground beef occasionally, and I definitely do well with it. And the L-carnitine is making me feel more like f mentally sharp and like able to function, like just the easiest way I can put it is just not as much brain fog and I'm able to function. So the combination of D3 
detoxing all of the oxalates and the inflammatory foods and not eating these inflammatory foods and nourishing my body with more protein and fat and animal stuff is really helping me. Um, so I feel like I'm in kind of like a veganism recovery. <laughs> like there's eating disorder recovery, there's addiction recovery. I feel like there should be a group for veganism recovery. And I think that's why I really do resonate with the carnivore crowd a lot because a lot of those folks are kind of in like the veganism recovery <laughs> kind of thing. So recovering from veganism definitely has made me realize how connected my gut and my brain are. And I know that's so cliche, we hear it all the time, but when I was eating a carb-heavy diet full of sugars and, and veggies and fruits and oxalates, I was only feeding my SIBO and my candida and my nutrient deficiencies and my thyroid was tanking and my autoimmune flare-ups were getting worse and worse. And obviously that instantly coincided with my mental health. There were days where I could not teach yoga. There were days where I could not leave my apartment. There were days where I all I could do was just maybe go for a walk. Maybe that's it. Maybe just sit in my apartment at the time and like I just could not I could not believe how how crappy I felt and it was really hard to get through that, but changing what we eat, changing Everything that we do is sometimes really necessary, a whole revamp, you know, of, of what we're doing. Alright, so I don't want to make this episode too long. We're already at 35, 36 minutes. So a little mini health update about me is I recently just got my hair stress mineral test results back. And um, that was really interesting because the the lady who was doing my um, my mineral test results with me said that I am high lead and cadmium, and I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Like, holy fucking shit! I knew that I had heavy metals. I knew I just had I had a feeling especially this past summer when I was doing a lot of learning about it. I had all the symptoms and I was like, wow, this makes sense because that that could have very well been that um, symptom of the heavy legs, of the cement in my body, uh, just all, just, there's so many symptoms of heavy metals that, that can wreak havoc in your body and now I have answers and now I know that I'm, I'm high in lead and cadmium, which is really bad. Like, like having high lead in your body, is, that is not good. So that, she said that could be the culprit of why my thyroid, um, you know, why I have hypothyroidism, why I have Hashimoto's, why I have autoimmune flare-ups, is it could be because of this. So, what I've been doing is I've been uh, really upping my detox protocol. I've been staying on top of taking my Zuma nutrition herbs. I take the Candida cleanse. I take the fulvic acid minerals to detox, um, to strengthen my detox pathways because those are really good for detoxing heavy metals out of your body. Um, I've also been starting to use my sauna more. I have the Therasage at home portable sauna um, on our porch outside. And so I, I took a break from using the sauna because it was so hot. I mean, it's so hot in Florida. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I couldn't like sweat during the day and then sweat at night in the sauna. It was just too much. And I used to overdo the sauna. So I, I feel like I, I tend to overdo things sometimes and I, I needed to take a break. So I took like a, a couple months off of the sauna and um, I'm glad I did that because I think it helped with my inflammation levels. But now I'm going to start back up now that hopefully the weather's going to start cooling down in Florida, even though it's definitely not. Like today was still 86 degrees. Um, but at night it does cool down a little bit so I've been doing the sauna at night and before I get into the sauna I've been taking some capsules of bennonite clay which is a binder and if you haven't listened to the episode with Robbie from Therisage uh, listen to that episode because he gave a lot of really awesome useful tips about detoxing and that's where I learned about taking binders before sweating 
Um, kill, bind, sweat is a really popular, like, you know, protocol of, of detoxing anything like parasites, um, candida, heavy metals out of your system. So, like, you want to kill it, you want to bind it, and then you want to sweat it out. So that is what I do. I take a few of those Bennonite clay capsules. I just get the powder offline and then I capsule them myself because drinking the clay can be really annoying and disgusting and I just figured whatever. I'm just going to take the capsules. It might not work as well, but for me, I just I don't want to drink the clay every day. So I do that and then I'll sit in the Therisage sauna and I'll hang out on my phone and answer emails and listen to podcasts and watch YouTube videos and that's like my fun time. Um, the oh, Another thing that Robbie told me to do was do some dry brushing before getting into the sauna so I didn't know that so I did that the other day because I swear to god there was like black stuff coming out of my skin. And I messaged them and I was like, is this the heavy metals? Like, are these little black, like, grainy, dirt-looking things coming out of my skin? Is that the heavy metals coming out of my skin? And they said, yeah. Like, that, that is, that's what's coming out of your skin. So what I do is I'll do some dry brushing and then while I'm in the sauna, I'll literally, like, kind of scrub and, like, scratch my legs with my, with my fingernails and just see, like, how much is coming up. And it's a lot. It's really a lot, and it's really crazy how much comes out of me. It's kind of scary. But um, all I can do is just continue my detoxing protocols, continue taking the Zuma Nutrition herbs. Those tinctures are super, super potent, um, and they fucking work, especially the Parasite one. Um, that one really, really... I think that is the one that really helped me, like, get to the other side of, of like, my healing journey, like... Or at least to like the next level because if your stomach is if you have parasites you're not going to be able to detox shit out of your body your detox pathways are fucked because you have parasites so if you don't address the parasites and the detoxing and the gut health then you're setting yourself up for failure so that was number one i had to do the parasite detoxes i've done tw two of them so far and now I'm doing more of the Candida cleanup and the fulvic, uh, sorry, you can hear our dog, um, the fulvic acid minerals, which is really good for detoxing the heavy metals, again, and doing the sauna and like doing all of these things. So the sweating is really important because you want to sweat those toxins out of your body because killing them is not enough. You need to get them out of your body by sweating, by going outside, going for a walk. I mean, you got to move. You got to sweat. They come out of your pee and your poop, obviously, but um, sweat is a really great thing that you should do every day at least. All right, we're at 40-something minutes, so I'm going to leave it at that. I really hope this episode helped you. If it did, um, share it with a friend, family member, coworker, whatever. Uh, all of your shares really help the podcast thrive. And if you haven't left me a rating or a review on um, Apple Podcasts, that really helps the podcast as well. And I think that you can do it on Spotify, or I think you can at least like leave a rating on Spotify. So that helps too. Um, all right. I hope that you guys are doing well and you can get through this diet dogma and all of the health information overload. I know how uh, overwhelming it can be. Focus on you. You choose what you do with your body. You are in control of your choices and what you want to do and experiment and trial and error and it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. Just try to do what you got to do and learn and let's go. All right, we will connect soon. She said it was just some hoax that you made up to watch people cry.